this is this is this is the trick you see don't do an intro just talk and then just make that as your intro. that's uh, why i, I do it. i hate it that's why i hate intro is that the Ooh. is that the push the point special yeah uh yeah well that's what we do i uh when we did the very first one we was like oh hi everyone my name is hamish and this is simon and this is dan and uh and uh, whenever we did that i was like oh god this is this is crazy so when i did an edit for episode two i was like oh this is this is weird. I just cut the whole thing out and just started as we we're just talking, cool. and then I made it made the feel of people just walked into the room and you're hearing some guys talking. Well, and I, then the intro, yeah. I was just saying I've already hit record, so let's just do it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> this is Arsenal Pass time in the round, episode twenty six with Hamish Chisholm Brown. Is that right? Is that right? I said your name right, Chisholm. Wow. Yeah. You're the first person. Yeah. Not many people get that right. Welcome. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on. Hamish is, you know, you're one third of Push the Point, which is the UK's premier flesh and blood podcast. I don't know if that's what you guys call yourself. That's what I'm calling you now. Um, oh wow, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's good to have you with us. Uh, thanks for no, thanks, thanks for coming on. No, thank you so much for inviting me. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of your work, so it's uh, it's a massive honor to finally, well, or, or to just be invited onto this awesome podcast. It's it's great. Thank you. Yeah, so you've you've had uh, Brendan on the Push the Point podcast not too long ago, right? I, I listened to that. Um, Brendan didn't say mm. too many bad words about me, which is surprising because it usually takes any opportunity you can get to <laughs> to throw some slander my way. But no, um, yeah, love, love what you guys do. Obviously, you've been podcasting for how long now for Push the Point? Uh, well, for Push the Point, I think we kicked off around about April time. Um, and that's... Yeah, that that was, it was kind of around about the same sort of time you guys kicked off as well. Yeah, so we're like, like April twenty. Yeah, April this year. Yeah, I was gonna say about about the same same amount of time. We're like the the transatlantic partnership with Brennan's concerned. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. it's the thing is, what the the work you guys have put in is just phenomenal. Like the amount of content and different sort of very like different sort of stuff you can deliver to the audience is just um, was just heads and toes more than what um what, what we were able to to throw out there um so when it when it was kicking off and, and you were just putting all this stuff on i was like geez man and now well, we had this we even we we had this discussion going do we need to do this and then yeah we got <laughs> no. to the decision when we we're like me and simon have got kids man <laughs> there's no way i can get up with it, get up to do as much as we as you guys can do but at the same time it's great i think it's i think it's absolutely amazing that we've got uh, a, you know, a team, you know, a team such as yourselves that is just being able to push and deliver as much as you can do. Um, for us, our focus has just gone. Well, we want to make sure that we can deliver the uh, the episodes on the podcast every other week, and we're just going to target this towards the the UK scene um, because, um, yeah, it was one of those things that just came up where didn't really see much of a UK presence in um in in podcast form yeah. and uh we just want to make sure we can deliver on that and if anyone else wants to jump in that's great yeah I was um, gonna... if you think about the timeline when you started it's pretty funny right you've uh, mm. your podcast from where it started and where it is now in terms of flesh and blood's life is probably the most dynamic and just weird time that will ever exist in the game right you started your podcast yeah. during covid no competitive yeah. events like, nope. we were all spiking online skirmishes back then, and now we have a full-fledged pro system coming out in 22, 2022, yeah. and we're coming off the back of a calling, you know, a calling season, four callings in a row. Um, so it's kind of wild, right? How have you, how has that felt, you know, adapting your content from where we were eight months ago to where we yeah. are now, right? Um, it was kind of weird, really. I suppose um, everyone's got their own unique journey on why they decide they're going to be content creators um when we started it up i was actually in a um i was actually in another podcast called the kingdom cast right and that kicked off because i was sitting there going i don't think there's really much in terms of uk content coming up and i was listening to session blood quite a lot i love that i love that i love what they did but um i think I kept just thinking, this is no, no one's doing anything in the UK. So I just spoke to one of my friends and did that. It kind of worked, but then I met up with Simon and Trip, and I wanted to continue to do stuff with them because they were, you know, they were they were very uh, they're very good players for the in the UK scene. And I suppose skirmish season was kicking off, um, so that's how we kind of started off there. It was 
it had a, it had it was enough to talk about for a bit. But I think at the very start, you kind of want to set the ground of who you are, what you're, what, you know, because people have never heard you before. And I suppose we just we were trying to figure out what we wanted to kind of be, I suppose. And to me, I've done uh, podcasts in other games before. And I remember thinking the first couple of episodes, you just want to get the audience who's your target audience and it was the uk guys and it's just get them to know who you are really and just you know and that's how we started off doing our first couple of episodes is just to get the audience to know who we are what we're into the sort who are the characters in this program that you're going to tune into every single time we've got the you got the you got the idiot which is me you got the organized guy which is simon and then you've got the wild card which is trip and you know you just need to just be yourself and then the, the audience will soon know who the people are when they're when they're tuning in each time and then yeah the tournament's kicked in and then that's when you started to add a bit more of a of a dynamic to the to the people you're listening to so it turns out simon's actually a good player and so is trip and i was mr ninth guy for the whole of the road to nationals season and then i came top eight in the nationals <laughs> so now i'm the viscerai guy so it's you know I, I suppose really it's um you know kind of like episodic really for the audience joining in and that's i think that's pretty much how i view the how the how the podcast works every time i'm listening back to the episode what's what is the episode sort of delivering for the audience in a way um and yeah for the long-standing guys you're just you know you're just seeing the three people you've known in you know just doing what they do so yeah i don't know if that answered your question well i mean just in case anybody isn't aware of the push the point podcast how would you what do you think is your niche like what is what is the push and the point podcast obviously it's flesh and blood podcast but yeah you know what's your focus oh man uh beer <laughs> no i think um uh what's up again is is we're reflect we are a flesh and blood podcast that is dedicated to discussing the uk scene and other things that are happening around in the uh in the flesh and blood scene uh in in trying to angle it in many different ways other than just specifically uh competitive stuff it's not something we want to shy away from it's something that we we know because we do and we're all three of us are competitive players but we know that there's other uh, content creators, you go, you guys, you know, especially that are doing that competitive stuff at a much more higher level than what we want to do. So we try and angle ourselves in different ways of trying to get in stores involved, or, or we had a grading company involved. Um, just just trying to angle different different niches really, um, and just. Chat, chilling and chatting with mates with a beer. That's that's, and then we just, and that's it really. That's pretty much what the podcast is about. It's pretty chill, pretty chill. Brews and brews and bros and and some chat and it feels like yeah, it's pretty. Just listening to your episodes and it's pretty organic, right? And I think we're, we're kind of similar in that way. Yeah. Probably you'd say like it's been an organic growth for you guys in terms of you say like Brent was mm. talking about the the change from the skirmish season into. You know your road to national season, um, which I know you you, yeah. you even did a you did an episode from a store, right? At a road was it at a road to nationals that you guys did an episode? Um, was it um, for a skirmish? Yeah, oh god, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm I testing, think so. testing I mean, knowledge. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, God, I th- well, I know that uh, the formula we always do is that we always all three of us meet up on Discord, and then we have a we have a, an interview section, right? And what that interview section will be is kind of just um we kind of think up about a week or or so before we're going to record and i think simon went over to uh an amazing store in the uk called living realms and um they had a um they had i think it was called a flesh and blood festival on which is not it wasn't a skirmish thing it was just like their own made thing and simon went there and brought uh, we, we were meant to buy some recording equipment, but we failed on that. So Simon just got his phone out and recorded all the people in the store and just tried to capture the store um, and what they were doing so we can put it to the episode. And yeah, it turned out pretty well, actually. Um, so yeah, there's that's so yeah, we, we do that on different things. We also did a we did a flesh, we did a push the point live at nationals as well, which was uh pretty wild um because 
the, it was basically the streaming service that uh, Tabletop 24 did for Nationals. You know, if it wasn't for them, no one would know the controversy of how terrible the UK meta really is. <laughs> and oh, I'm only joking, but they, they did a they did a um, uh, they let us do a push the point live. It was actually his idea, so we just jumped on and did this live, and it was. We were like, I was like, oh my god, the power of editing is so strong. <laughs> <laughs> you you edit? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we yeah we edit right. It's all live, it's all natural. Um, so obviously the one of the things is I think living in myself here in Australia, Britain. I think this is maybe similar for you. Maybe you've had a slightly different experience because of the online events. But for me personally, I feel like I know nothing about, especially the UK scene, uh, but even oh, the really? European scene. Um, I just yeah, I just feel like apart from apart from what I've heard from yourselves, you know, you Simon mm. and um, Trip, I don't really I don't really hear anything, you know, else. And I think this is a good opportunity. One of the things I want to talk about is I wanted to be educated about the UK scene. Uh, so, right. like, tell us about like how when did the UK pick up Flesh and Blood? What does it kind of look like? What you know, what's the level of competition? What's the kind of level of like are, are people more casual? Like, what does it kind of look I like? I can see you smirking, Brendan. <laughs> What's the level of competition? Hange <laughs> yeah. is, is gauging his uh, his worlds in 2022. He's like, hmm, well, anybody else should look out for? We need to break any kneecaps. Yes. <laughs> Why not? No. I, well, no, no. So, to be honest, it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty interesting question. I suppose, really, when um, we were, when the majority of the world was kind of kicking in um, around about like September 2020, mm-hmm. you were. You were playing this game in physically in, 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 in Australia. Is that about right? Or was, was, were you guys in lockdown? I think we'd just come out of lockdown. Yeah, so we're probably back playing some some physical again. Yeah, September, October was like yeah. that. That was the like the 2.0 launch of Flesh and Blood, right? Back into the US, back into mm. Europe. Yeah, with Welcome to Wraith Unlimited. So, um, Brendan, I think you probably might relate to this a little bit more because this, this actually um, was something that we were talking about literally in our latest episode about how it was kind of like our journey about when, when we first began. And um, through a lot, of the, a lot of the scene, especially in Europe and, and America, there was, there, was a, there was a big online scene where um, people were just meeting up, um, you know, just to play on webcam or TTS um in loads of different just sort of local stores and i think remember simon and trip were saying that that when it first very first started kicking off around here people were meeting up on this swedish on armory event that happened like every week and yeah 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 yeah, exactly so you 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 got to see some of the same the similar same faces faces as it as it progressed and I think for New Zealand and Australia, it seemed like they they were doing the standard what should not naturally come about when you're doing a, a you know a, a new game. You go to your store, you meet up with your friends, and you play the game, and your community grows in a local, more organic, physical space. But for Flesh and Blood, for everywhere else, it just seems like actually it was a very you know online for you know an mm. online space where that sweet that swedish armory that uh, that that kicked off every week it was like oh yeah you know here's his dante you know and his his brendan and his simon and his trip and it's just the same oh it's the same faces you see online so it was this weird experience where um it was kind of flipped over really where the online seem was the thing that was helping to grow the local community which the local community was a worldwide <laughs> community yeah. when everywhere when new zealand and australia was just doing what that should have happened so yeah the uk was kind of doing very similar trends to what america was kind of doing where it, it was it was discord and, and and meeting up and skirmish season one was kind of really the the first sort of reps where people where names were being made basically so you, so, um, you the yeah. game the game comes out so you said september october uk's still pretty much in lockdown through that period through skirmish season one as well right um it, it was it, we had we had a bit of a um I, I came in i think when the uk was not, not i wasn't one, definitely one of the first but when when the scene started to commence i know that me and simon were were, were quite early in because there's a store in my end luckily was one of the very first stores in the uk to pick this up so they were ordering stuff from new zealand and i think he even brought product from a guy in the uk who ordered a ton of welcome to rafe alpha which was just welcome to rafe at the time yeah i know it, it, no idea what how much this stuff is worth 
And then he just sold it to the store. And I think the store gave him like a thousand pound store credit. And I think he gave him like a couple of cases, you know, meant mad, mad times now. Yeah. But at the time I was like, yeah, that seems fair enough. So our store was, was the first to get people in and me and Simon and a couple of others were just playing blitz and draft around about October time. So that was kind of setting the scene Locally, it seemed pretty small, as you would expect. And then then we hit a massive, huge lockdown. And then it became, you know, online world and skirmish season one and all that and all that jazz that we all that we all know. Yeah. And then since since then, I guess since coming out of, you know, the that big lockdown and then I think that probably would have been around mm-hmm. skirmish season two, right? Um, how was the yeah. how has the game changed in in the UK? Like, is it a lot of the of those players that were in the online community, but now you're starting to see, I guess, you know, paper growth as well. People come into stores, find the game, yeah. learn the game, and how is that? Is is it ex- like is it exploding in the UK? Like, what's the kind of level of growth? I think I think it is, it's 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 growing relatively well um, since that time. Um, especially so when Monarch came out. Um, we we did see a huge a huge growth of of players. I mean, it's kind of difficult. I don't know how I can sort of properly know what the majority of the UK is doing. I know definitely what my area is doing, and I know that London London just does very well because it's London and it's just you know too many people in a very tiny space. So they tend to just grow bigger and faster than pretty much any other area in the UK. But um, you can tell when a when when an area when the game's relatively doing quite well when a when a relatively small smallish area in the UK like ours um, tends is doing quite well in terms of growth when you're getting around about sixteen to eighteen people per week in the store coming in to play the game on av- you know regularly on average and yeah it's that 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 those are the sort of signs that you know is it's it's take it's taken up um pretty well mm-hmm. um and then we had uk games expo which is uh if you've never heard of it is a big it's 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 kind of like a mini gen con right where gen con is the huge almighty convention of games across the world and then you know you've also got um there's so, there's one that's in germany but the uk has got their own it's pretty and it's pretty decent pretty big and uh yeah the one of the stores in the uk Spoke to live, uh, living realms, not living realms. Uh, LSS uh, managed to get a load of uh, welcome uh, Ira decks, and they they even kind of just took their product and you know put all of the front into advertising the game as much as they could. And yeah, that was a huge boost. And there was basically a massively community driven stuff. There was no you know the LSS like I said gave a load of welcome to uh, the Ira decks over, and yeah, the whole. Uh, UK community kind of banded together to produce, basically do do what they can to make sure this store can um, promote and push this game to, as far you know as much as it can to the UK scene at the at the at the uh, expo. And I was there, and I also helped out as well. It was a massive success. So I think it was like over two thousand um, Irodex that were handed out to people. Wow. There was a there was there was just demos every day, and then um, I've done loads and loads of demos in different for different games in the past um, for different teams, and it was not very often this happens. But when people are coming over to have a look at the game, and you've we've got a blitz event on, and they're like, "Oh, that, that looks really cool," and I say, "Here's an Ira deck. Come back around about one o'clock. We're going to do some demos." And they went, "Yeah, that's cool." I've never had it where every single person that I spoke to and everyone else spoke to all come back at one o'clock to want to play this game. And there was a queue of people wow. waiting to demo the game. And you just think, oh, this is this has turned out really well. And then some of them have even stuck and they're in the Discord now. And we've, we saw them come, you know, at um, Road to Nationals events. You know, it's it's great. You're like, oh, crap, this is, this, is, this is good. This is a really, really good sign that the game's taken on really well in the UK. And yeah. it's just been growing since. That's awesome. It's such a good way to grow it as well with events like that. We don't really, I know on my mm. side of the world, we don't really get that kind of same exposure, I think, to those those kind of events. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. And then so you you have your Road to National season. You just you said before, Mr. Mr. Ninth Place. So I'm assuming you had a few Ninth Places. How many Road to Nationals did you <laughs> well, play? I, sh- I shouldn't have took Bolton. That was, uh, I should have, <laughs> I was I should have listened what you to played, you guys. So okay. Yeah. Well, I, I list, well, I was, I was on the test in train with Bolton. And I agree, and I think you've seen some of the YouTube comments I've thrown in there, where I'm in complete agreement with uh, Brendan when 
uh, Sabres Bolton is uh, <laughs> a joke. You were, you were testing Sabres Joke, everyone. Bolton. I have no, no card was, I had a, I had a go. I'm not, and you can see what it can do. And you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. How many times yeah. do you make a hit against oh. a wall? What? Yeah. With, what like, with sabers? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just envisioning the testing process where you have like blinders on, and then you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I just sat there and just went, "This is trash." And I just I had it. So I I was not I was. It, it's not complete trash, right? Azalea is the pinnacle of trash. Like Sabers Bolton is not that bad. It's all right, but it's not. It was not what I thought you could get the most out of Bolton. So I I, I thought Raiden was the way to go, and um, it's. You know, chain meta, man. I think tough. it was a, it was a pretty decent deck. There was a lot of hybrid yeah. decks in um in Monarch. It actually performed well on the yeah, day. Yeah, it did all right. It did it did it did well. Just not with me. Yeah, <laughs> mind. But but you can't. So you came. You played a few roads to nationals. I'm assuming you qualify yeah. on XP for nationals. And then mm-hmm. how do you make this decision to take Viserai? Because you know you know people know you now as as Mr. Viserai, as you said, someone who. Taking a Viserai to a top eight at, at UK Nationals, how did that kind of come about yeah. that you swapped off the Bolton train? Well, I've uh, I explained this uh, on my podcast, and I'll, I'll if you haven't listened, I'll I'll I'll, I'll break it down here. I I'm a I love Viserai. Viserai is the my my main man. I go my go to guy. I it was the reason I wanted to pick up Fresh and Blood when I was looking at the heroes, thinking you know where's your hook to get into the game? Can't man, he's edgy as hell. I want to pick him up. <laughs> So when I started, when Crew just came out, uh, I've always, whenever, you know, well, it's only two sets in, so I can't say always, but Monarch comes out, there's some there's a Runeblade Kiro. I wasn't interested in Chain. I was interested in what the tech Viserai was going to get out of this. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's have a look at the stuff. Have a go, have a go, have a go. Ah, oh, it's garbage. It doesn't work. Fair enough. Put him in the bin. Tales of Aria comes out. Ooh, Creepers. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Rosetta. Hmm, these are pretty good. Right, so... I just do what I do. I bring Viz out of the closet. I give, put him his new boots and his new weapon. And, um, and then I was like, oh, hey, uh, hmm, he's not that bad, actually. And people still think he's garbage. So I just yeah, I gave him a go. Turned out all right. I took it to the New Zealand testing group, which with uh, Rohan and Jason Lyon, Aaron Curtis, and Matthew, Matt Clark, there's loads of others, and Tom Penny. And they were like, what is this? And I was like, let's have a go. And then they were like, oh, <laughs> it's not that bad. And I was like, no. And then I just kept going with him. And it was really good. It just turned out really well. And everyone was too busy running around dancing with Briar and Oldham and Lexi and Chain and everyone else because the UK can't seem to get a handle on making new decks quick enough. There were, you know, everyone everyone wants a net deck and I'm a I'm a I'm a deck creator. So he just he just went under the radar for everyone in for nationals and I loved it's that it's that face when everyone looks at you and goes, Viserai? Like, yeah. No, oh no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do against this guy. And I was like, it's exactly what I want to hear. So here we go. And then when you see them do no blocks against Rivian Skies, you just go. I guess, guess you don't want to win. <laughs> Why would you not block that? So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was my that was my short story. That's, that's so good. Bolt, Bolton into into Viserai. No chain, no briar. No. Sounds like you're a bit of a you'd be a Jimmy, right? You like to put up the <laughs> Jimmy. Deck. That's, yeah, that's, so that's, that's like, Brendan's uh, version of Timmy. That, have yeah. you yeah? Have you heard this? So it's like there's like a, there's a spike, and I think yeah. it's like the Jimmy. I don't know if it's Jimmy. It's Timmy. Or something else. Timmy. You just, Timmy. No, is who? No, who's the who's the brewer? Johnny. Who's, the brewer? who's Johnny? Johnny's not the brewer. Oh. He's like it. Oh, what's which one's? It's, well, is it? Can I? Isn't there a Jike? Can I be a Jike? <laughs> can I be <laughs> yeah, the Johnny Spike? Brennan makes <laughs> up whatever he wants, so you can feel free to make up whatever you like. It's it's fine. No, I, so what a Jimmy well, my, my is. Let's call oh, me the Jike. Yeah, which... we just that'll that'll be the Arsenal pass, like brewer. <laughs> Kind of off meta deck likes to likes to bring something new. It sounds like what you like to do is you know like, you like to not play the most popular deck, bring something new, bring something people haven't seen before, surprise them a bit, and I, don't know, I think it, that's how you win, right? For I, that's sure. How. But it also sounds like your identity is kind of in being that player, right? Because like you're the Viserai player now. You're the guy who brought Viserai to UK Nationals. Um, and I guess kind of put the deck on the map for that region, right? Yeah, I, I mean, as uh, that's it's done, it it did it, it did a huge job. I think 
I didn't even I don't even think I even pushed Viscerai's potential because um I think after when I did the UK Nets and I was chatting with you, Hayden, about you know, when you're you're preparing to go to um a call in. And yeah, I think Matt again, Matt Rogers, he he brought his hit the Viscerai deck that he brought along as well. And um I think that that was a far much more um a much better version than what I came up with. Um, which which I think is great. I love it. I love the fact that someone was able to even take the vision even further than what I thought the vision was. Do you know what I mean? And it turns out that, and this is the thing I suppose really whenever I'm making decks and doing stuff is that I've, I feel like I've, when I was doing it, I felt like, oh, there's no, what more can you do? What more can you do with Viscera, with this with this style of play? And then you're like, oh my God, yeah. Why didn't I think of putting OTK you know, or I call it the spirit bomb because you don't actually OTK. You just make a, a load of rune chants and you decide when you're going to throw that big load of rune chants at someone and then and then go. I just didn't even think that was a possibility. So those sorts of stuff really excite me. So yeah, I, in short, I suppose I'm I am the I, I like to I like to figure out the puzzle. Really, I don't know whether my puzzle's tier one. But if I'm interested in something, I want to work out what, what what's the maximum value I can get out of this. Um, and I don't really want to know. I, I don't want to know what everyone else is doing. I kind of, but, you know, and if everyone else is sitting there going, oh, yeah, this guy's busted. This guy's really, really. And then I'm going, oh, I solved, isn't it? Done. And now everyone's going to go and play him. So I want to work out what does he do. And then I see if I can figure out if there's a way if I can find someone that can counter that. And no one will see this one come in. Speaking, you're speaking to me on a level now, Hamish. This is this is what yeah. what I, I I try and do. I say I try and do. Uh, you know, I've had, had my dabble with Olivia. Actually, when I first started making content for Flesh and Blood, I just wrote about Viscerai. I used to write some articles. Yeah, I know I you. Wrote, you. Wrote about I, I listened to that episode. <laughs> well, I, I that 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 um that episode when you did Viscerai um for Session Blood. Uh, yeah, ses- yeah, Session Blood. I was like, oh my god, this is this is me. This is my episode, and yeah, it's a lot so of what you were talking about was my 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 starting points on me picking up Viscerai for the first time, and I needed to get someone who understood this person, you know, re, you know, well at the time of crew. So I listened to that, and I was just like, oh my god, this guy is like some, he's a genius. I never even thought of all this stuff, and and then I I've just been I well, I, I this, the thing is, I always pick like maybe Viscerai. As a really, really weird hero just for me because I regularly played him knowing he was trash because I just was so adamant there's got to be something. He, he, he's, he is so almost there. What is the answer? And I think I've just, I, I feel like I went through every single card that is available just to try 10 games. Let's put this card in. What happens? Rubbish. And when it got to the point where, you know, he got his creepers and he's got his Rosetta. I suppose, really, I went through the pain of losing 200 games with this guy to know what you just don't just ignore. This. Yeah, you've don't already done this. that. So don't don't go there. I've done the hard work. So yeah, yeah. maybe. And it, I think it was just timing, a perfect timing. Per, you know, the 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 stars aligned. He had his he had he had the good stuff. I had the reps, and he's undervalued. So that's probably where. Um, and a bit of luck. That's, that's probably what got me my result in um, in Nats. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and and people who don't know how to draft pass me some great cards. <laughs> <laughs> Take them. Take them and run. No, yeah, I, I will. I did. <laughs> I, I like that. I can uh, I, I can relate to that. It's it's, it's good. I um, now I'm just waiting for Livia to get something, and then I can all that time I pumped into Livia will be worth something, right? So Everfest, yeah. please yeah. deliver. Please deliver to me. I, 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 I've, I've already. Uh, it was funny enough, really. I had a chat with some of the guys, and I think Levia and I think Brute in general is missing a non-attack action card with a non-hit effect. Just something with a majestic trait that just does something if it hits. You know, just might be enough. Because mm, it's interesting because it's kind of against the. Design like the of the class, yeah. Class design, it is, right? yeah, yeah, but it doesn't. More about evasion and not on hit effects and raw damage. So, well, you, they yeah. don't have a lot, right? All they need is like one. And I, I, I may, I may summing up. I don't know if this attack hits. Look at the top three cards of the deck and discard one of them. Call it headache because they hit you so hard in the head. You had a move planned and it's, oh, it's gone. It's just been discarded. I don't know. And then that actually makes intimidate 
go, oh, actually, this is <laughs> this is going to suck. You know, I don't know. Because other than that, you know, these brute classes do have a bit of a rough time of, you know, no one cares. Unless it's Blood Rush Bellow, no one's really that bothered. It is a lot of damage, but, you know. Brutal Shine. Once once the mid-range decks and the, the control decks show up, you know, it's, it's, it's right now's time. I'm just, just waiting. Uh, Viscera, Viscera, I might suck. No, actually, no, Brute, no, Brute. Brute's not very good for Viscerai. Because I can't say anything. Oh, I'll just make loads of rune champs. And Brute's like, great, I'll just intimidate your hand. But no, I don't want you to, Don't do that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about Everfest while we're talking about, you know, I guess the future right. of what classes might get. Do you have any do you have any predictions for Everfest or anything that you want to see? Me, me and Brendan, we've talked about this a lot over the past few episodes of Time in the Round with, with our guests. And now, Hamish, it's your turn to tell us what uh, what you think. Uh, I think Rimblade's still going to be good. We're going to get a new one. Are we going to get a new one? Oh, yeah, my God. It's going so much. We, so need, we, we definitely need a unique Runeblade young hero because, you know, we just, we yeah. just don't have one. You know, just it, something it, that just auto wins the game. Like that's just it needs to, dominance. It needs to do. It needs to do the one thing that these uh, Briar and Chain does. It needs to have the ability to give an attack go again, and uh, because that's that'd be know, nice. It's, it's, yeah, it's, especially it's, if it's, it's on demand on the card. Just on free. The hero. Should just be free. This yeah, time, for right? free. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Just go. If you swing with your weapon, you get you, you get go again, and your attack costs um, costs zero because you can banish a card. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. There is. I'm not going to lie. There, are the 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 two new room, the chain and Briar are a bit. You know, they're. I can understand the absolute frustration that the community is get gets from from the heroes, right? And it sucks that they ever that Viscerai gets thrown into the Rune Blade bus because you know, oh, Rune Blades, oh, another one. I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't count, right? Viscerai's cool. Everyone knows Viscerai's cool. He's the hip room, but. Yeah, he's the hit rune blade. In fact, he's actually better than the other two, and people don't know it yet, right? But you, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some stuff that's going to make Viscerai, you know, pretty good. That's that's I, I'd love to see that. I want to see some stuff that makes Bolton pretty interesting, and so is Reinar because I I have these three heroes that I like, and any more tools that can give the guys that I've been collecting, you know, go really well, then. That'd be cool. Um, probably, probably won't happen. Probably be some crazy busted stuff for a, a Runeblade hero. Who knows? I reckon. I, to be honest with you, I reckon Guardian will get some more cracking stuff because I don't think anyone realizes that Guardian uh, Guardian's been getting stuff since the day they've been released. You know, and they just keep handing them this crazy stuff, and that's why they're always still up there. And they're probably gonna have another crazy thing that's pretty good and. They're still going to be just be up there, and um, yeah, maybe that's about it. I don't really know. I, I, it's very hard to tell with this set, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, all we know so far is we have a hero spoiled, right? We have a young hero. Um, Twenty-one health. It's OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't read, don't read the text box. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. No. Life, yeah, but that card too, life of the party. Um, I I don't know if that was always. I wonder if that was actually a card that was uh, designed. At the game's inception, right? Um, when Crazy think? Brew was designed? No, I actually don't think so. Um, no. <laughs> which is interesting because I think a lot of these cards that have come out um, throughout the lifetime of Flesh and Blood were actually designed maybe before Welcome to Wraith or probably before Welcome to Wraith. Mm. Um, I think Life of the Party is like a great card. Because I've been, I think I've been cool waiting card. for Crazy Brew to be, <laughs> to be playable for so long because it's such a cool <laughs> card. Like, I love I, it. I th the, some, the thing is, people are obviously going to look at these cards straight up and go, right. Can that be comparatively viable? And the answer is, well, probably not. No. But does that take away the fact that you know, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to use in some sort of wacky community-made format? You know, you could probably just have a a, part, a party, uh, you, you know, a party deck, right? Where you got Coke's of commotion and life of the party and crazy brews and say, so, you know, some some guy's going to come up with some really really cool flavorful um, deck, and. This is and when you got when you got cards like that, it makes it makes the game a lot more interesting in different ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think me and Brendan have said a lot. We're we're big fans of these supplemental sets. We Crucible's probably both our favorite set. I think in terms of just mm -hmm. the cards that are in it and the the depth and the the story that it tells. Just it weaves 
a lot of different parts of flesh and blood together i think and, and everfest looks like it's gonna do the same thing in a very sort of light and potentially you know a bit more yeah light-hearted way i i, I agree there was one thing i would say that i wish lss did more of that that they did with crucible and i maybe because it's viscerai you know i sound like i'm a viscerai nuthead but i'm not but he did a they did a really, really, really cool story with him. They actually had, you know, and they went through this massive journey. And when when the set came out, it had all the cards that kind of felt like they could correlate with a lot of well with him. And I was like, oh, dude, this is sick. This is like some of the, you know, this is when I first started. I was seeing all these stories just pop up, and I felt like there's been less and less of these, mm-hmm. little, you know, these little backstories about Are with these, these different the heroes. Stories on the website. Yeah, yeah. There was. It just seemed to have just toned down a bit i, I, I want to yeah. see i really want to see them come back because i think they did a huge number on people's you know engagement there's still there's so many different people in the market you know it's not just competitive and and here we go you know some people want to know the the fluff and the law to these guys so i i think also a lot of people are looking at everfest going you know what is this what is how it yeah this- <laughs> Well, how does this, how does this, like, Crucible War made a bit of sense. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, everyone's starting to, to get together and, and brawl. And you're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. What's now, Rhino doing at Everfist? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? You know, what's, what, why is, why is Monarch and Tales of Aria have a, you know, a bit of a link in, but what is, well, how does Everfest sort of tie all this together? And I suppose the, the, the website stories was going to help us. Mm get into the get into the feel of what what this is what this is all about and i haven't really seen much apart from dates so i don't know what's apart from a tent and a and a pisser that's about as much as we know about ever first i agree but you know give me a tent and a piss up and we're good to go it's all right mm. yeah <laughs> i'm sure I, i'm sure it'll all it'll all come flooding out after christmas i'm sure i i, I do agree i think monarch had it to a degree as well but Primarily for Livia yeah. and Chain, not really as much for like. I feel like I know nothing about Prism, but I feel like I know quite a bit about Livia. Um, so yeah, yeah, they had a because they had a follow up story, didn't they? Or or did no? They did have a big multiple, st- but they did the the two Prism and um, Bolton did have a have they? a yeah. They did yeah. actually have a story. It was um, pretty bland because they just went, oh, we're we're gonna be mighty and take on evil and it was like yeah that's just cool fair enough you know but the heroes you want to know why are you guys scumbags you know that's that's always more interesting about how a person becomes a scumbag rather than you know everyone's born and pretty good right so when you go well i'm gonna remain good and you're like oh, okay well, i guess you just you just didn't you know that's all good fair enough you didn't you didn't get a- angry but yeah levy erin Levy and Chain, you know, ugh. you want to know the story about why they're scumbags, and that's probably why it engaged a lot more people more. Yeah. Um, yeah, plus Levy's was gruesome, man. That was really, you know, really, really gruesome stuff. I think Chain's was pretty boring, but Levy's was probably the, definitely the more interesting hero in terms of story. Yeah, and Tales of Aria, you know, I think theirs, theirs was like even a bite-sized version of that. Yeah, it really dropped off. You know, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Have to see it come back. Well, speaking of you know Everfest and I guess like being a kind of you know a festival like party, uh, you know it's the holiday season, and uh, yeah. this episode is coming out on twenty third or twenty fourth, depending on which which time zone you're in. So yeah, I got a bit of trivia for uh, Hamish and and Brendan here. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> They're pretty hard. I already looked at the questions. What you meant to really? questions? Well, he's got none for advantage. No, I didn't have. I didn't have time. No, to no, that's it. dude. That's fine. That's fine. I'm. I'm. I, you know. That's 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 how we win. Brendan's Brendan got the reps in early before. He, so. he takes any edge you can get. All right. So yeah, a few questions, it. and and you can you know if you if you're watching, listening, whatever you're on, you can uh, you can play along with your answers. All right. So our first question. We just a few questions. They're fab related. Um. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. They're not. They're not like you know. Uh, what's the, What's the Grinch <laughs> first name? You, you're okay. Um. So, how many pieces of equipment in Flesh and Blood have flavor text? Wow. I'll start with an easy one. What? Um. Well, okay. It's all down to text. Um. Christ. <laughs> There's a lot of equipment in Flesh and Blood now. Oh, what? Uh, there's so many generic ones that you just... 
Whatever. I'm going to know all these. You just have a guess then. That's right. I'm just... You, I'm your gonna, first guess was I'm great. Gonna... Yeah. yeah, my first guess was all right. I was, I was, I was, I was pretty... Uh... Is there any? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, best, all right. Best I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Or is he just trying to throw you off, uh, Hamish? You've got to be careful, you know? Uh, I'm going to go with... Ten. That's pretty close. All right, what is it, Brendan? I'm going to go with ten. Uh, thirteen. Ooh, it's zero. Hamish, you you always had it. <laughs> no equipment Ooh, and flesh and blood. I blame, Brent, I blame Brendan. Yeah, he I threw said, you. Off. I said them for there is none, and he went, "Oh, there's definitely some. There's, definitely, oh, there's some. definitely some. There's got to be ten. And oh, there's none. I knew it. It's none. A lot of lot of reminder text. Uh, no flame. I'm not text, listening though. to you anymore, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> I, I'm scoring. I'm scoring at one apiece because Brendan had the names for the first one, and, and Hamish had the uh, the number. First guess, but zero Fine. points each for that Fine. one. One on. One all right, one. all right, all right. Uh, here's some. F- I'm gonna read you some flavor ticks, and I want to know what the card is. All right. This flavor ticks is memories fade, but their name remains. What's the card? Memories fade, oh. but their name oh, wait, remains. What about the? Isn't it Memorial Ground? Oh, he's got it. That one. That. <laughs> yeah. It's Memorial Ground. Memorial Ground. Nailed it. Because. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading that and going, "Well, the flavor text is good. Card sucks, though." <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're buzzing. You're gonna. You have to beat this one, Brendan. Come on, you've, you've got to get. You've got to get up on this one. Uh, please, you could never have unlocked its true power. Linear mis- mistress of melody. Enchanting melody. No. <laughs> oh. <gasps> what was it again? Say please, again. you could never have unlocked its true power. Linear mistress of melody. You know, so it's a quote and then linear, mi- yeah, linear mistress of melody. mistress of melody, melody sounds like a Tales of Aria sort of thing. Um, I had prism. It's a wizard card. I'll give you that. It's a wizard card. Yeah. Oh, um, what's the time? Tom Verathio. What <laughs> time of that? Time of our, uh, no, I don't know. Time of Ether Wind. I've not seen enough. I've not seen enough wizard cards because I don't really. I didn't partake in a hell of a lot of blitz. Yeah, I thought um, Brennan might be able to get this one. Self proclaims, you know, Kano fiend. Oh, all right. No, no, no one's got it. it. It's it's uh, it's rousing ether. Rousing ether. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like, what's that card too? <laughs> He gave, he's like, That's no, I'm, 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 I'm garbage with, 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 I'm garbage with names. I just, I look, I just look at it. if it's, well, a, if it's, here's, if it's a, here's a good dragon card. Here's a good subtest. What, what does rousing aether do, Hamish? Rousing aether. Um, is it the one with the woman on it? Maybe. And then if, you, if it does arcane damage, the next one does X amount of arcane damage. If however much arcane damage you do. Close, but no. No. Oh. Basically, well, kind of. It deals one arcane damage, right? Extra to the next. Oh. And it deals, it deals two. Thank you, Aetherflare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, oh, Aetherflare. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. Aetherflare. Oh, whatever. Yeah. One, last, one last card, flavor text for you guys. Perhaps my favorite. Sometimes you got to roll with the punches. Oh, um, oh, beep, beep. Uh, that's, that's my buzzer. Uh, is it Scabskin Levers? Not Scabskin Levers. <laughs> no, it's Gambler's Gloves. No, equipment doesn't have flavor ticks, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I thought 10 of them did. No. 13. 13, sorry. Um, you got to roll with the punches. Roll with Is the that punches. a guardian card? <sighs> no, you got to... I don't know why I'm th- sitting there thinking I know this. It's definitely a blood card. Know. Is it a guardian? Oh, blood rush. No, no it's, not, it's not blood rush bellow. I wonder how quickly people, if people are playing along at home, I wonder how quickly they're getting these. And either they're struggling yeah, as well, and, be, and I look like, you some, know. There's some really angry people, I'm sure, <laughs> sitting there just going, what the they're hell? shouting at you, you, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, it's, it's all right. You give me the clue. It was a brute card. I'm just going to roll with Bloodbrush Bellow just to, so, but I don't think it's the actual I'm just going to give you some I clues think. until someone gets it. It's a one cost. Oh, uh, uh, what's Bloodbrush Bellow? Yeah. It's yellow pitch also, but it's not Bloodrush Bellow. It's Bloodrush Bellow. <laughs> wait, is it yellow pitch only? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, whoa. Yellow pitch only. Okay, that limits it down to quite a few. Sometimes you've got to roll with the punches. The super. Oh, wait. No, dude. It's a brute card now. 
Uh, now people are yelling at you. Is it a brute card? It's a brute card, it's yeah. Right. Oh, no, dude, dude, it's, um... Oh, it's the heck, what's the one? What's the heck, what's the one? What's it called? It's what everyone's it's shouting at you right now. It's a deep roller D6. Defend, it prevents that much damage. Bonehead, Bonehead barrier. barrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got it, yes. got it. Got it. Sometimes you've got to roll with the punches. That's me. I'm a bonehead barrier. <laughs> All right. Oh, Quick fire. Can anyone name the last card alphabetically in Flesh and Blood? Currently printed. Oh, dude. Isn't it? It's not Whispers of the Oracle, is it? No. no. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, there's Zap. There is Zap, but it's not Zap. What? It's not Zap. Zap is the second. <laughs> oh, what? It's from Zap. Arcane Rising. It's an attack Zing. action. Oh, man. <laughs> what? It's, a uh, it's a common. Uh, uh, it's a Mechanologist mm -hmm. card. Oh, that's going to be a weird one. Oh, yeah, but a, if it's a common mechanologist card, it's probably trash. No one even knows it exists. It's definitely not is trash. It's is it definitely not trash. Oh, it's an attack action. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Oh! Oh, no. I'm enjoying this. this. Cost no, one. This is. Right. Uh, I'm on my computer. The temptation to just not be. Pam <laughs> TV is strong. So there's actually. There's, there's, so there's two that have come after Zap that are making all just commons. One costs zero and one costs one. Z zero is a, zero is a hint for Z one of them. <laughs> Near to 60, right? It's one of them, but there's oh. one after that, alphabetically. Ah, oh, damn. Zero to 60s. Zipper head? No. That's it? Yeah, yeah you got yeah, it. Zipper head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't just got it. How did I not got How did it take me so long? Zipper head. Yeah, that card's not trash. That card yeah, is not trash. For the record, that card is trash. Yeah, but... <laughs> don't put it in you your head. You hear it here first. Yeah, don't put it in no, your head. No, no, don't put it in. Yeah, don't put it in your deck, man. That's not good. Not good. Especially the blue ones. They're rubbish. All right. And the, the final question is uh, Hamish, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh. <laughs> Uh, the Grinch, Grinch with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I, I really like that one. Um, there's they've got it's got a heck of a lot of classic stuff, and one of my favourites is when he turns around and sees his parents and just goes, "Are you still living?" <laughs> it's a it's a quote nobody pays attention to much. It's my favourite line ever. Oh yeah, and when they're feeding him loads of stuff. And the guy just goes up and goes, this is not for eating. I feel like you've seen what this a lot it? of times. Yeah, yeah. I have. Brennan, do you have a favourite favorite Christmas movie? Is it uh, Die Hard? <laughs> yeah, I don't, but uh, my family would always watch The Polar, uh, the Polar Express. Oh, no, but what's your favourite? Yeah, so Brennan's got the wrong answer and Hamish has the right answer. There you go. Yeah, so, what, you just basically said, I, I can tell you what my family's favourite is. What's your favourite? <laughs> I don't think I've watched a Christmas movie in like What? Of course you years. bloody have. No, yeah, seriously. You, you've not watched a Christmas film. So, Hamish, this was kind of a stitch up because I knew that Brennan's uh, probably wouldn't have an answer. I just thought it would be funny though. What do you do? You just watch. Like, Hayden knows uh, that I I have no personality. So. <laughs> Come on, you gotta. What do you watch? Do you watch anything? No. What? What do you do? Do you we're have just, Christmas? We just, we just sit around and be and be. Angry. Are you a Jehovah's Witness in secret? <laughs> You're like, oh, this is blasphemous. All of this. Just packing my stocking full of coal. <laughs> well, on well, that Aiden, what's your, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, Aiden, you're, you're, the, you're the question master. What about you? Yeah, so I don't have to answer, right? Oh, true. Uh, uh, I, I think my favorite, my favorite Christmas movie is is probably Iron Man three. I mean, hmm. That's not even a Christmas it film. It definitely though. is. Uh, <laughs> really? But anyway. I, 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 anyway. <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 3 is a Christmas film. Uh, yeah, everyone's going to go That's and check it out now. And, and in the comments, people are going to tell me either I'm right or wrong. So it's, it's, it's fine. But, but you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mish. A big thank you yeah. for, for coming on and joining us. And obviously we talked some flesh and blood. We talked some kind of flesh and blood and we talked some not flesh and blood. And 
Um, before we before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to plug uh, your podcast, push the point, and you know anything else that you're doing, you. social media, etc. Go go wild. Thank you so much. Um, so push the point. We're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and all good uh, podcast um, stations that you can listen to. Um, you, we are a UK based uh, podcast talking about flesh and blood and any other just general chit chat when we're not playing an awful lot of flesh and blood which we are always doing because we love the game so much um, uh, we've got some plans to uh, do some more content um, over the ProQuest season uh, we've just done some deck tech videos over our Nationals um, performance which I highly recommend, recommend checking that out um, and yeah, just stay tuned, really, uh, because we're always trying to find new and different things to provide to to our audience. Um, yeah, there you go. Hope you uh, hope you enjoy it. Give us a sub. We've also got a Patreon as well, just so uh, if you want to jump in on that. And yeah, you can hopefully win an awesome push the point hat because <laughs> everybody wants a, a hat. I mean, I've, I mean, I've got I'm wearing the hat, but I'm doing a terrible job of marketing. <laughs> There you go, because I'm wearing the wrong way around. Thank you. Great. So we're jumping in on the market manipulation. I mean, sorry, you know, scarcity, because we're only going to print ten of these hats. Well, we've already printed ten, and we're not going to print any more of these black peak caps. So if you want to get in and get yourself a limited cold foil hat, become a patron, and you can probably win one. <laughs> There's less push the point hats than there are, you know, uh, hard of Gold foils. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, on that note, uh, Brennan, until uh, until next time, that's active player turn zero, one additional turn. It's time of the round. Well, I can see you reading it. <laughs> yeah, well, you usually say it. I don't say it.